Monday, December 4th, 2023. I'm excited and I'm scared. I'm excited and I'm scared. I'm excited because I think the kind of changes that we need to see happen, not just in this country, not just in the United States, but in all the white nations. I think they're going to come. And so that, that excites me. But what terrifies me is the price that we're going to have to pay to make that happen. And this isn't going to be the normal kind, oh, I'm, I'm willing to suffer a little bit. It's gonna, it's, we are in an identity crisis. We don't know who we are. We don't even know who we are anymore. We're ashamed of ourselves and we're ashamed of our God. That's really, we're ashamed of ourselves as a white race and we're ashamed of our God, Jesus Christ. And we're terrified of our enemies, our racial enemies, calling us racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive. We're terrified. We don't want to, we want to be with the, we want to join, we want to stay in the country club. We don't want to get kicked out of the country club. And I don't care if you're a pastor, a diplomat, an engineer, a business owner. We're on a boat. And people are terrified of rocking a boat because it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost people everything. I'm excited because I, I know what has to happen. I see what has to happen. It's an utter rejection of the shackles and chains that Satan and his synagogue and his people have put upon my people, my race. And when we throw those off, when we cast those off, it's going to be serious business. And, and, and things will fundamentally change in ways that the synagogue of Satan will hate. And they're allies. And they got allies in all races. They got allies everywhere. They're bought out. They're paid off. They're bribed. They're blackmailed. They're making money on that side of the deal. And I see where we can be. I see where we can go. But it's, it's not a matter of adjusting the trim. It's not a matter of adjusting the sales. It's not a matter of, oh, let's, um, you know, let's vote a little, you know, let's do an 8% course correction. We think we're radical. No, it's 180 degrees. Everything that they're terrified of, we have to do and be. Everything that terrifies them, we have to do and be. Proud of our race, proud of our ancestors, obeying the fifth commandment, proud of Jesus Christ, willing to lay down our lives in order to build Christian nation states where the Ten Commandments are literally the law of the land and the first commandment points to Jesus Christ and we're not going to have any other gods before this. We're not going to put up with your synagogues, your mosques, your little Satan clubs at school. It's gone, gone, gone. And we're going to run our own nation. We're going to run our own nation. We're going to run our own nations. We're done with this idea of everybody has to be equal. We're done with all this stuff. The change is so deep and so radical that it's literally everything that the seed of the serpent, the synagogue of Satan, the children of the devil, 
MSNBC, CNN, everything they just hate. <laughs> it's got to be that radical. And the change will be the most liberating thing that has happened in the world since, I don't know, the French Revolution. It's 180 degrees opposite of, of, of the French Revolution, 180 degrees opposite of the last 100 years. And I, it's coming. I can see it coming. And we're going to focus on our own people. We're going to focus on our own race. And we're saying we're done with you. We're done playing your games. We're done trying to play by the rules of the devil. We're done trying to bend over backwards to make other people happy because you can't make them happy. Like, I'm, like you know, I could get into the domestic side of things. Sometimes you can't make the other person happy. You just can't. You can't. Have, it, 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 and you stop. You got to stop bearing that burden. White race is born this burden of trying to make every other race happy. We're done with that. Done with that. I don't care if they're Mexican. I don't care if they're black. I don't care if they're Jew. I don't. I don't care. No, we're done. We're done. And and and, and many of the times, it's not these. Even the, it's the synagogue of Satan that has put this burden on the sons of Christendom. And when you cut down to that core element of the discussion, that terrifies the synagogue because we now now we're on to that. We know who you are. We know if you're done. Well, you can't say that. This is Satan and his synagogue and his people. You can't say that. You can't say that. No, we can. We can't. And we're going to, and we're going to embrace this. We're going to embrace this hundred percent because that's our only salvation. We're not getting out of this by 5% or 10% or 15% course correction. We're not. This isn't voting harder. This isn't, uh, you know, let's try to compromise here. No, we're done. We're done. The change has got to be so deep and radical that, that everything they fear will come upon them. And we have to be willing to go there. I know it can happen. I know it's going to happen. I see the freedom. I see the liberty. I see the return to Jesus Christ for my people, for my race. I see it. It's glorious. It's beautiful. But you're going to have to become Beelzebul in their eyes. You're going to have to be willing to be called Beelzebul in their eyes. You're going to have to be willing to be called all the dirty things they hate and, and, and willing to take the hit because it's, it's going to cost you. That's the thing that scares me. It's, it's, this ain't free, baby. This ain't free. This ain't free. There's not a freebie on this thing. And the church is going to have to fire a bunch of pastors. You're going to have to fire a bunch of pastors at your individual congregations and say, you know, you're done. You're out of here. You're going to have to get a, little, a few more men in there that are a little less clean than maybe your old pastor was. Takes a hanky out of his shirt with the right hand. I don't. Is, is that even a thing? Knows how to comb his hair. I, it's, I want pastors that are a little dirtier. But they got. They're not afraid. No, it, it's okay to be afraid. But they got the courage to march forward anyhow. You're gonna have to fire your pastors. You're gonna have to fire some of your pastors. No, don't go looking for another church. Fire some people. Get somebody up there. It's got more courage than fear, and it's gonna cost you. What we have to do is going to cost us. We've forsaken our God. We've forsaken our race. We've committed treason on two fronts. And I'm speaking of the white race. We've committed treason because we have not honored our ancestors. We haven't been willing to go to the mat for our own people, our own race. 
and we've committed treason against our God because we're making friends with the world, literally friends with the synagogue of Satan. We bow down before them. We grovel before them. We give them whatever we, they want. We play by their rules. We're literally ashamed of what Jesus Christ said we are. We're ashamed. The church is ashamed of what Jesus Christ said. This is the repentance that has to go on. Shame to the fifth commandment. Shame to John 8, 44, Revelation 3, 9, Revelation 2, 9. The Bible tells us who the enemy is. The Bible is very clear on who the enemy is. And all the church can say is, no, 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 it doesn't mean that. It doesn't say that. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't say that. It must mean something else because we have to grovel and live in an obsequious subservience to a people that the Bible describes as the synagogue of Satan, the enemies of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the children of the devil, and we ref this is the, the core item that we refuse to repent of. And it's really grown since uh, the Second World War because we don't want to be called, compared to Hitler, or called anti-Semitic. And so you have a different God. You've set up a different God. We say, oh, this is the new rule now. This is the new rule. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. As a race, as a Christian race, and as a white race, we've bound ourselves to rules that God did not put upon us. We've bound ourselves to rules that Satan put upon us, that his sin had put upon, upon us. And they've bribed and blackmailed our race in many, many, many ways. And, and the church says, well, we, we, can't, we, can't, we can't say that because that's... And then you go through your filter. You go hold all these ten terms, these Satan's ten terms. Racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, anti-Semitic, Islamophobic. That's close to ten. I don't know. I didn't count them. If it, if it passes that thing, well, then we'll, we'll accept it in the Bible. And I'm telling you what, that's evil. That's evil. That's treason against Jesus Christ. This is what the Jews did to the law and the prophets. Exactly what the Jews did to the law and the prophets. Now, I know exactly what's going to happen to you when, you when you come out and you say the things. I know what's going to happen to you. I know what's going to happen to you. And yeah, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you something. But this is called normal Christianity. Look, the Bible isn't something that, it's, it's not a, oh, you know, that happened back then. It's not supposed to be that way. Listen, when, G, when Peter, when he stood up at Pentecost and he started preaching, he had every expectation that he was next on the cross. He had no expectations whatsoever that somehow God was going to save him out of his hour of trial. When Peter, you know, you start to understand why Peter went through what he went through, denying Christ three times before the crucifixion. And the embarrassment and the, and the shame and the weakness he realized he had. But that changed him. Instead of allowing that to defeat him, he allowed it to form him. And so when the day of Pentecost came, he said, let me at him. With every expectation that he was going to follow Jesus Christ to the cross. No expectation whatsoever that it wasn't going to be brutal for him. 
And and that's why the, he was the first one up. He'd gone through a, a thing or two. So he stood up and he preached. That's called normal Christianity. When Stephen stood up and he preached, preached to their faces, preached to their faces, preached to the you-know-whos, he preached to the Jews, preached to the Sanhedrin, preached to the Pharisees. He says, you're the sons of those who murdered the prophets and you murdered the righteous one. He knew what was going to happen to him, and it did happen to him. It actually did happen to him. They stoned him to death. They killed him. They murdered him. When Saul converted to Jesus Christ, he had a pretty good idea what was going to happen to him, and he was willing to go there. Are you a preacher? Are you? Or is this just a game? Is this a fairy tale? Is this just, you know... Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, it's a tough living, but, you know, I know God's called me to preach, but I ain't going there. Ain't going there. What is it? Where is it? Where are you at with this stuff? What do you think Gideon felt? Gideon's like, I'm just, I ain't nobody. Don't ask me to lead. I ain't leading. Uh-uh, I'm down here. I'm trying to just, you know, prep and be prepared and, you know, hoping and praying for my rapture. Angel, oh, God, Jesus Christ shows up, and he says, oh, mighty Almighty warrior. Excuse me, I got a little cold. Almighty warrior. Gideon says, well, he's looking around. <laughs> Ain't me. Jesus Christ says, yeah, it is you. Actually, it is you. It is you. And 10,000 like you. It is you. Get up. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And, and like anything in life, when God speaks to you, you got two choices. Was that God or is like, yeah, no, that wasn't, that wasn't really God. Nobody says that was God and I'm not going to do it. You don't say that. Nobody says that. Nobody says, yeah, God spoke to me and told me to do this, but I'm not going to do it because X, Y, Z. It's like, nah, nah, it wasn't really God. We all got the same thing, same choices. All right, preachers, you're literally the nuclear weapon in this war. And if you don't stand up and fight, you're missing your opportunity. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. The pastors and the preachers are the nuclear war in this battle, and they're, they're AWOL. They're literally AWOL. They're gone. Well, God didn't call me to do this. God didn't call Well, you know what? That's probably what Gideon said, too. God didn't call me to do who I'm the least man in the least house in the least tribe the nation of Israel. Literally what he said. And he was right. Didn't matter. But we make choices. We've got to make choices. Make hard choices. Now, there's a couple kinds of people in the Bible, the New Testament. There's those that believed and yet they were terrified of the Jew. And those that believe and it was too late to be terrified of the Jew because they lost it all everywhere. Anyway, Peter and the 12, Peter and the other 11, they're like, Lord, <laughs> we'd leave you, but we already forsake it all. <laughs> when he said, eat my flesh and drink my blood, he already left it all. He said, we, don't, we, we, already, we ain't got nothing to go back to, so we might as well just hang out for a while. Eventually, even Judas, Judas just said, you know, this ain't even worth it. And there's a people that were uh, believed in Jesus secretly, but they, they were kept their mouths shut because they were afraid of the Jews. That's where a lot of pastors are at, I'll, uh, frankly. A lot of pastors are there. I, they believe in Jesus, and they, and, and, and they stay where it's safe. They stay where it's safe because they are afraid of the Jew. They're terrified of the Jew. 
And so they will say what the, is acceptable to the Jew, and that's it. God loves you. God forgives you. There's a heaven. There's a rapture. The Jews are God's chosen people. And they'll say all the things that the Jews, the Antichrist, literally the Antichrist, approves them to say, but they won't go, that, but that's it. They're like the people that believed in Jesus Christ, yet were afraid of the Jew. I don't know. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea. My great hero is Joseph of Arimathea. Again, I got a cold. Sorry about this. But at the worst possible moment, at the worst possible moment, he went up to Pilate and said, give me his body. There wasn't a bet. There was. That was the worst possible moment. Jesus Christ was dead, buried. He'd been crucified. He was dead. It was over, baby. It was over. If there was ever a time not to join the group, that was it. It was over. He's dead. He, too, had every reason to expect to be, well, certainly to lose his business. He's a wealthy man. He would have been crushed by the Jews at that point. Utterly crushed. Crushed by the Jews. You're done, Joseph of Arimathea. You're done. Your business is gone. Your employees are gone. Your sales are gone. Everything is gone. We will crush you economically, Joseph. And then we're going to find a way to accuse you of treason against Caesar and against Pilate. And we'll, we'll send you the same place that we sent Jesus Christ. You're done. And in the worst possible moment, he knew it was there. You don't think that battle was going on? He said, okay, I, I can't. I can't live this way anymore. Okay, and we're, and we're looking at a moment in history in the white race and in the Christian pastors, the white Christian pastors, when they're just saying, you know what, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I'm not playing this game anymore. I don't care if, you, I don't care if your wife leaves you. You have an opportunity. I don't care if your church kicks you out. You got an opportunity. I don't care if you're on the front page of your local no newspaper. You got an opportunity. I don't care if they shut down your bed. You got an opportunity. You have an opportunity. You got the same opportunity that Joseph of Arimathea had, that Gideon had, that Stephen had, that Peter had. Don't waste this time. <laughs> 